make sure to check us out on Letterboxd for written reviews. For films that we've done not only on the podcast, but outside of the podcast too. Links in the description below. Hello everyone and welcome to the Rewatch Podcast. My name is Jaden. And my name is Samuel. And today we are doing the long-awaited sequel to episode, season one, episode six, I believe, of the Rewatch Podcast. We are doing Shrek 2. Um, obviously we did Shrek in the first season and now we're doing the second. Who knows if we'll do the third. Do we want to do the third? <laughs> Certainly not. Certainly not. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, what's the What's the fourth one? It's like some forever after or yeah, whatever yeah yeah it's like some the final chapter one. that's not going to be the final chapter because isn't there another one coming <laughs> there's another one coming they're redoing goodness it, yeah. me we really do live in the age of sequels don't we yeah it's a shame but oh well yeah all right this is a podcast where we rewatch classic or current films and then decide whether they deserve a rewatch from you you can find us on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, or any other place you listen to podcasts if you'd like to reach a show you can leave a comment on youtube or send us an email at the one rewatch podcast at gmail.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can actually give us a review. Oh, you really? What? Someone has given us a review. No. Do you want to guess how many stars we got in that review? Oh, God. Now, have a guess. Have, Four. Some, have Four. some confidence. Is it out of five? We got five we stars. We got five stars. Yeah, so our average review is five stars. So Let's go over go. to Apple Podcasts, give us a five star review. I'm pretty sure it helps you out in terms of the algorithm on Apple Podcasts, so that just was made my day, man. <laughs> right, we got somebody. Somebody went on. Somebody gave us a review, and they gave us the full five stars, mate. Oh yeah, and here That's we good. are reviewing films out of five on, on Letterbox every now and then. Yep, has to be a really, really good movie to get five stars. Really good film. Must be a really, really good podcast, mate. What can I say? All right, so thanks to that one user who rated the show five stars. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about Shrek Two, and. Shrek 2 is about, when was it released? Jayden? 2004? I think so. 2004, I think. The first one was 2000. Or oh, might have been 2001. 2001, um, that's 2001. right. 2001? Yep. Yeah, so 2004. Um, obviously not the biggest step up in animation um, as compared to, you know, uh, Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3. Let's say that for an example. Um, but there were a few moments in this film where the animation actually really stood out to me For sure. and, you know, we'll get onto them later on cause it's further along in chronological, um, sense, but yeah, um, I thought the strength of this doesn't really come from the animation. It's more so the characters in the story and yeah, definitely. that's what Shrek's about really. Yeah. I, I did think the animation was, was a bit of a step up from the original, because the original, like, we did have some problems yep. with animation. Well, and you're always going to have it with old films, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, it's, it, you can't really, you know, say that it's a bad movie because of that. I mean, at, at the time, it was revolutionary. Mm-hmm. 
um, but the 4K has recently been released and it's not good. Like yeah. it's it's yeah. But anyway, I think it was an improvement. There's but, actually the intro scene on YouTube, the 4K. So if anyone wants to watch it and has a 4K device, right, you can go and watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Let me say, it's not that good. Yeah, <laughs> it just yeah. looks like the original movie. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing with animated movies on 4K. Like, you need to have a good base yeah. to then to upscale. Make it better. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I haven't heard good things about the Toy Story ones on 4K, so I just won't pick them up. But okay. Toy Story 4 on 4K, that's a different story. Yes. Because then they can, you know... Because it's, it's more recent, you know? Right, yeah. right. So, a bit of a pl- plot synopsis for this one. Once upon another time... That's art, isn't it? Once upon another time. Because it's the sequel. Oh, yeah. So I can't say once upon a time. Once upon another time. That's pretty good. Shrek, Fiona, and Donkey set off to far, far away to meet Fiona's mother and father. But not everyone is happy. Shrek and the king find it hard to get along, and there's tension in the marriage. The fairy, mother, fairy godmother discovers that Shrek has married Fiona instead of her son, Prince Charming. And sets about destroying their Mummy. marriage. <laughs> Mummy? <laughs> Mummy. Oh, thank you, Mother. <laughs> this has got a 3.8 on yeah. Letterboxd. 3.8? How do you feel about that review? Should it be high? Should uh, it be I, I don't remember it being a 3.8. But, um, if, I think if you look at the, the weighting of the... Um, of like the five stars compared to like a three and a half or a four a lot of people rate this a five star for sure and then you, and then you got like the dip down for the four and a half and then it goes, yeah, it back, goes up. back up yeah so typically when you see that on letterboxd it's because people either think this is one of the best animated films ever or it's just their favorite film ever and you don't see it a lot of the time um because you know typically the amazing spider-man 2 for example oh god here we go barely has any five stars because a lot of people think it's a terrible film, yeah. even though... I mean, you say, you say barely, but I imagine it has a couple thousand. Oh, yeah, yeah. It probably has a couple thousand for all those uh, <laughs> those people out there that are absolutely mind-numb. <laughs> but yeah, what I'm trying to say is that it, it, it there's a very, very high weighting on the five-star. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll get into our ratings later on and we'll, we'll discuss about that. Um I don't even know where I was going with this. <laughs> oh, in terms of the rating of the, the, the weighting of the yeah. reviews? Yeah. So a lot of fives. There's a lot of fives. Right, yeah. right. I do think 3.8 is a bit low. I think it should be at yeah. least four. Yeah. I could settle for a four because a lot of the really, really good movies are a four. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to look at the first one because I think the first is higher. I imagine um, it would be. The first is a 3.9. I definitely think they should both be at least a four star. And... From what I remember, I rated Shrek a B, and I want to rewatch it because I think it's higher than a B. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just the comedy alone makes it oh, higher than yeah. a B. Yeah. And and this one is better than the first. Well, we'll get into that later on. Okay. Yeah. See, I tried to get it out of him. No, no, no. You're not getting it from me in the first eight minutes. Alrighty. Okay. So let let let's go into some um some general thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done our little synopsis. So. Would you recommend this film to someone who has not seen it? Yes, 100%. Watch the first and the second and then stop there because that's where the duology ends. Yes. There's, there's no such thing as a Shrek the Third. <laughs> and 
This is a question that I feel like we do not answer enough on the rewatch podcast. Is the film worth a rewatch? 100%. 100%. 100%. You get my rewatch rating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, what did you think of the visuals? We touched on a bit of it there. Do you think the animation is good enough for the time period? Or were there any moments where you think the animation was lacking or the animation was fantastic? Um Look, for 2004, you can't really hate it. Um, it's, it's just how animation was back in the day. Obviously, it lacks in comparison to films nowadays. You know, the humans look a bit animated and their skin looks very sure. plasticky. But, um, yeah, like I said, there were times where it really stood out to me. And I'll, I'll just go on and say it now. There was this one moment where we see rain on Shrek's skin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it actually looked really good. And I don't remember it looking that good. Um did you watch it on Netflix or? Yeah, I did. yeah, okay. Yeah. It still looked pretty good. It though. still looks pretty good even yeah. on a streaming service. Yeah. So you got that going for it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, in terms of the acting, were there any particular voices that you liked more than others in this film? Yes. Yeah. I thought Jennifer Saunders as the fairy oh, godmother was yes. just so good. Honestly, like I get that they don't have Oscars for um like voiceover performances. Yeah. But if you're ever gonna give one. That, what a performance. So good. So good. In fact, it's, it's probably one of my favorite um, Shrek characters. Yeah. yeah. Favorite yeah. animated character. Yeah. yeah. It's such a good performance. I mean, just with what she was um, given and what she did with it was just so much. Like, yeah. she just took it to the very, very far ends, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also, I want to give a shout out to Prince Charming. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. Um, because he's voiced by Rupert Everett. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I think he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly what he needed to be. Yep. Um, just enough to not be over the top slash corny or ridiculous. Yep. But enough to be so stupid that it's funny. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Yeah. I do remember him being a bit more involved in the story last time I watched it. Right. This time he just kind of felt like a um, it's like a sidekick, like, like a goon for the fairy godmother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, even though, yeah. But I still love the character, yeah. Um, obviously, Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, brilliant. So good. Such great chemistry between mm-hmm. Donkey and Shrek in the movie. Again, Cameron Diaz. So go good wrong. as Fiona, man. Yeah. So yeah. good. And Julie Andrews, mate. Julie Andrews. She is Sound of Music. She's Mary oh, Poppins. Oh, yep, yep. Um, she's also an Aquaman. Really? Yeah, she voices someone. Oh. <laughs> it's so odd because I clicked Wants on it. forgotten? I for clicked that. on it and Letterbox orders the films by From popularity. Yeah, popularity. Mm. And so the poor woman, she's done some of the most iconic roles oh, in cinema. Her most first? popular film is Aquaman. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait. No. Shrek, a... Shrek Two is most popular, but Aquaman oh, yeah. second. Oh yeah. Okay. Dear uh, God. <laughs> I mean. When you have the most icon- some of the most iconic roles in cinema ever, you don't want that to be there. Right? And then your biggest movie is where <laughs> you're a side character for, or like you're a cameo appearance. Yeah. In a, yeah. In a CGI underwater film called Aquaman. Oh, that's anyway, terrible. I want to give a mention of the directors. Andrew Adamson is returning. Mm-hmm. So he directed the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, also directing the first one was Vicky Jensen. She's not returning. Okay. Instead, we have Kelly Asbury, who has done Spirit. Spirit? Ah. You know, the, the horse, horse movie? Yeah. Matt Damon becomes a horse. Matt Damon becomes a horse. <laughs> That's exactly what happens in the movie. 
um, also Smurfs, one of the Smurfs, Smurfs um, directors of oh, The Lost Village, so um, one of the sequels that wasn't very good. The newest, yeah. Yeah, and um, and then we also have Conrad Vernon, who has also done Sausage Party. Yeah, I'm looking at the And now. also Monsters <laughs> and Aliens, bro. Like, I love that movie. It's a very nostalgic movie. I love the me. film, but it's not a good film. No, it's terrible. <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> then that then Shrek Two is a really really good, um, that's a good film for him to have in his in in his filmography. There, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it's not exactly as as good as Madagascar Three, though. Yeah. Europe's <laughs> most wanted. Just uh, a casual two point eight on Letterbox. Not very good either. Um. So yeah, those are the directors, and obviously this movie is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Um, from their standpoint, mm. and also the writers, um, Adam. Oh, Andrew Adamson is also one of the writers. Mm-hmm. And there's like 15 writers in this movie, man. There's like, well... That's s- probably what makes six it Six so or good, seven writers. Like, everyone's just chiming in with their concepts and ideas. Yeah. You get such a diverse sort of range of ideas from this film. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's a lot of... Um, you can tell there's a lot of, like, different ideas going on in this film. Yeah. They all just it's come so together. much in, in such there's a so small much. movie. And, yeah, it's a really, really short film as well. Right. 93 minutes. Yeah. So, hour and thirty-two minutes. Yeah. So they, cr- they cram really it short. in, but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel bloated. Not at all. Like yeah. they they are cramming things in, but they are. Yeah, I felt like it went really fast. But oh, yeah, for sure. That's not to say that there wasn't a lot in it because there's a bunch in it, man. Yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of substance too. Mm. Like a lot of movies nowadays, they'll throw in the references. They'll mm-hmm. do the the Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, look, there's Iron Man. There's Star Wars. But no one cares. Social media. Yeah. Absolutely no heart, yeah. no no substance to the plot, no no smart writing. Mm-hmm. But I loved this man. I'm I found so many references. I hope you found them as well. Yeah, man. yeah. I've you got a few. Them? I've got a few from um, the Wizard of Oz, mate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. Um, but yeah, characters. We've t- touched about it just then, but any characters that would stand out, obviously, Fairy Godmother, Fairy Godmother, Prince Charming. Um, Prince Charming. I think they were all just fantastic, man. I love the inclusion of Puss in Boots, obviously. Oh, didn't yes. In the first film. Antonio Banderas, I think. Um, just just another fantastic performance. And, man, just all the characters. They're so diverse. But yeah. They work together, man. Like, yeah, they do. Yeah, it, it's such a fantastic cast. I think that was one of the, the end point. Yeah, the cast is so legendary. They all work so well together. That was my end point, yeah. I think this is my favorite movie of Shrek. Yeah. So the character of Shrek, like yeah. I think he's better in this than he was. Yep. More likable in this. I think he gets lots. He gets a lot more development in this. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And even at the start, you know, you see him not wanting to leave the swamp, and and that sort of mm-hmm. the 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 emotional effect that that has on him. Yeah. He's like he's terrified to leave. Yep. Um. And the the entire movie, he is doing stuff for Fiona, so you, you empathize with him. He just wants to. Mm-hmm. wants her to be happy it's not about him whereas the first movie it was about okay what does shrek want yep he wants to go home he wants to go back to the swamp doesn't want to deal with lord farquaad yeah who doesn't show up in this movie unfortunately yeah <laughs> uh, but, but the muffin man does the muffin man does <laughs> and the magic mirror does and the magic mirror um, and lots of lots and lots of other people do so mm-hmm. let's get into it shall we um, let's do it detailed thoughts i'll say just before the universal logo that mm-hmm. comes up on this movie because obviously this is a universal movie. I don't know. We don't see the universal logo a lot anymore. Uh-huh. But what, like, that's the best logo I think ever. Yeah, yeah. Ever. Yeah. 
like just the music, do, right? the music, the music, yep. the world, the, <laughs> the animation, the coming around. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not even part of the film, but we're just I know, appreciating it. I just had to. Like, I'm not going to be able to say it on any other movie, I don't think. Yeah. You don't see it a lot nowadays. Although, I, um, I did watch a film very recently that had it, and it had a an older version of it. I can't remember what film it right. was. Um, it might have been... Damn it, what was it? Oh, I can't remember now. I watched it, and it was like an older version of the logo. Right. It was because the film was set in a... Older uh, timeline. Oh, okay. It it will come to me eventually. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I just had to get that in there because yeah. what a fantastic logo. I mean, so good. the so only, good. the only one that even rivals that is like the Fox logo. Maybe you know when they have like the Star Wars. Oh, music. yep, yep. Um, or the or the Thanks logo, THX or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. TMX. <laughs> Pixar. That's a big one. Pixar's Maybe we need to one. do a ranking video I mean, of logos. Disney's also right? good, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, <laughs> on, to, on to the movie. Let's do it. On to the movie. What What's about to you at the start of the movie? Um, Accidentally in Love. The song. Yeah. I mean, should we talk about it now yeah, in terms of music? Yeah. yeah. I think it's an original song for Shrek 2. They made it for the film. Um, it's just stuck with me all these years. I think it's such a great song to, to bring the film in. As with the first, we have... Um, uh, Smash Mouth's All Star in the first one, and then we have Counting Crows or Counting Cows accidentally accidentally in love in the second one. Yeah, I think the intro sequence is just as good as the first. To oh, be I agree. Um, yeah, we see great character development in such a short time. You For know, sure. um, Fiona and Shrek are being married, as we saw in the first film, um, and they're living in the swamp together. I think Eddie Murphy's great as he kind of intrudes on their sort of yes. marriage. <laughs> he doesn't quite get it. Um, yeah, I, I think the whole intro sequence is just as good as the first, really. Yeah, I have to agree. Like, yeah. there's there's something special about it, you know. As, if you think about, like, obviously a lot of non-animated movies are known for, you know, the big opening sequence to really get you into the movie. You think of, like, every single Nolan movie. Like, he's always trying to yep. get you invested right from the get-go. Yep. You always think, okay, this is going to be one of the best scenes right at the start. Let's go. Mm-hmm. But then these animated movies contain that exact same sort of thing. You know, you sit down, you put it on. Oh, my gosh, this is great. I'm yeah. not going to turn it off now. They're not as grand, but they're, they're just as good. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't, they don't really need to be... Can no. you imagine like a um, Shrek heist, <laughs> like Joker infiltrating heist. the castle? <laughs> oh, I want to see that, man. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. With the Dark Knight music in the background. Oh, Hans is the music for Shrek number five. <laughs> oh, I love it. Love I it. actually found a few references yeah, in this first it. sequence. I don't know if you picked up on any of them. Lord of the Rings. Did you see any really? Lord of the Rings? Um, was it the ring that has the engraving on it? It didn't have an engraving on it, but there's a shot where we see Fiona and the ring's kind of falling down and her finger kind of catches oh, it. Oh, right. Like, Is that... goes around on her uh, finger. Okay, yes. That's a lot of the ring's reference. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like an exact replica of the shot that right. Frodo does. Interesting. Um, we also see a Spider-Man reference, um, an upside-down kiss. Yes, I saw that. You saw yeah, that one? And that one it's down. so good because he has like the mud on his face and yeah. it's kind of like she's pulling the mask down. The mask down. I've never seen any of these before. I never picked up on them. Me neither. They're, they're all coming to me now. Another thing I didn't pick up on is, um, didn't pick up on before was when Shrek's on the beach and he's kissing Fiona and then a wave brushes and suddenly he's kissing a mermaid. I have no idea how that works, but... 
He's kissing the mermaid, then he throws the mermaid away. Mm-hmm. And then there's like two great white sharks in the background that yeah, come up yeah, to yeah, eat the yeah. mermaid. And I'm like, I never saw those sharks before. Man. Never. Like, yeah. Maybe I was watching the censored version. <laughs> it's like an edited version. It just threw her to certain death. Man. Yep. Like, oh. It's like little things like that. Didn't need to put that in there. Could have just been... Great detail. Could have had no great white sharks. But yep. they decided to put that in. Um the prince charming introduction at the start of the film is so good and it, it, it's very similar to the first you know the f- opening frame is a book mm-hmm. and someone is is narrating a story yeah. and the story leads into um because in the first shrek's like oh like that's ever gonna happen then it goes into the thing mm. this is prince charming saying oh and i rode across the desert and the mountains and yep. i came to the castle and then it transitions to him and it's just brilliant it's so so like exciting and entertaining mm-hmm. and um he gets up to the 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 bed where princess fiona is supposed to be and he finds um the big bad wolf the gender confused wolf yes oh <laughs> i wrote that down mate i was like oh gotta have a conversation about that yeah. um so yeah he sees a big bad wolf and, and and the wolf's reading um pork illustrated yeah and um, it's got a photo of um, pigs in um, suggestible clothing. <laughs> so I won't say what I imagine it, it's it's trying to be because I think we would, in terms of the YouTube algorithm, I think the video yeah. would be buried. Yeah. But um, interesting choice. Very interesting choice. The kids aren't going to pick up on that, yeah. but the adults will. That's what I love about these movies, man. And it's, it's a thought that I have with this one because I felt like it kind of toned it down a lot more than the first. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of references in here that you won't pick up on if you are 12 years, 12 years old watching this film, you know, it, it, it's definitely for more mature audiences. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, Disney cameos again. So somehow, God so knows. Many. I don't know how they do it. I don't it, know, man. man. Cause it's a rival company to Disney. Um, so yeah, I think Steve Jobs may have, or he worked at Pixar, I think, yeah. but I think he might've had some sort of ties with dreamworks as well for a moment there right um so dreamworks might have had i I feel like we've talked about this before dreamworks had some sort of connection to pixar pixar has a connection to disney right um but that's you know the early eras of animation when oh certainly wouldn't happen nowadays no way because disney is so protective of their ip and they want to destroy it themselves not even a name mention they wouldn't allow yeah yeah yeah, for sure it'd be like millions and millions which i'm sure they had to pay Probably. A lot of money. Probably. It's worth it because it just fills this world with so many unique and recognizable characters. Mm. You know, mm. you have Captain Hook playing the piano for God's sake. Yeah. Like, yep. who else do you want playing the piano? Mm. You know, you can't just have a normal pirate. No, it's not... you, you got to have Captain Hook, man. Um, I, the, the Disney cameos, again, obviously fantastic. The dialogue between Shrek and Fiona, um, just, you know, in those opening moments, you know, getting to know situation they are in life and and you have this um this parade of trumpets mm-hmm. coming up to announce oh the, yeah <laughs> and bro when the, the guy comes up with the script to read out announcing mm-hmm. that they're invited to far away or whatever and there's one of the trumpet guys that yeah, just yeah. goes into a solo yeah it goes just, into like a tequila solo <laughs> it's just like another thing yeah. doesn't need to be in the movie but it is but it and is. i saw that moment and i was like that is a singular moment that that shows how good this movie is because it didn't need to be there, mm-hmm. but it is. Yeah, it's and it's there fantastic, anyway, right? and it's funny. Like yeah. it's not, 
over the top trying to make you laugh. It just is yeah. funny. Yeah. And, and I think that's just the thing about like older animation. Like they, they just respect the jokes, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's not cheesy. It's, it's like you said, it's genuinely funny stuff. I was laughing in this film. Yeah. Oh, me too. Um, it, it's not like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like rare that that actually happens. Yeah. You know, yeah. we get told that like, oh, this movie is so funny. Mm. And like throughout the whole movie, you'd be like, huh, mm. for the best joke. But this, I was, oh, some of the lines from Prince Charming had me laughing so out loud. Good, man. It's funny. Oh, I just um, love that they made him like a mama's boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's always a thing with the villains, you know. Sometimes they do that. Like, yeah. sometimes they'll just have, like, a bit too much affection for their mum, and it's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a bit of um, that in, in The Boys, um, actually, with a Homelander's character. Oh, really? I haven't Amazon. seen season two yet. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a, yeah, it's a very interesting, like, character trait for the villain to mm. have. Just very, very odd. Yeah. But, but it works for yeah. some reason. Yeah. For some odd reason. Um, do you have any notes up until when they arrive in Far Away or whatever it's called? Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Oh yeah, the, the carriage scene is just so good, man. The... For five minutes, <laughs> it's been like absolutely memed, you know, to hell and back. Mm. That scene, it, right? Yeah, it's, it's such an iconic scene as well. Donkey just being donkey is just, it, it's just one of the things that makes a Shrek film. Is just Eddie Murphy's just ridiculously annoying. But somehow passable. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It 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 kind of rides that line of just completely and utterly annoying and then yeah. just funny as hell. And it's 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 always on the funny as hell side. I've yeah. never been annoyed by the character. I think it does it so well. Um, yeah. And then when they come in Funky Town, which I think is just another great song choice, just goes so well, man. When they arrived. When the, they arrived to yes, Far Far Away. Right. Did you have anything before that? Um, no, I, I got to agree though. The, the Donkey Shrek chemistry is, is fantastic. Mm. Um, and yeah, look, it, 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 Donkey definitely rides that line between mm -hmm. becoming an, an annoying character and just a funny character. And they somehow pull it off. You know, you can, can't really think a lot of a lot of them off my head, but there's definitely examples of those annoying characters where... They're so trying to be funny that they're just mm -hmm. annoying. You just like, just shut up. Yeah. I, I don't want to hear from you for the rest of the movie. Yep. Please be quiet. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, but they pull it off in this. Yeah. I want to talk about when they first arrive, because I think that's one of the best scenes in the movie. Mm -hmm. When they first arrive, and obviously they're both ogres, and the deal with Princess Fiona is that she has this curse where she's only a, a, an ogre at night. Mm -hmm. So... So the her mum and, and dad are thinking that once the Prince Charming comes, she's going to break the curse mm -hmm. and she'll take her true form. But yep. obviously that true form is ambiguous, can be either human or ogre. Yeah. In the last movie, the true form was the ogre, so she could be with Shrek. Yeah. And just, so she's showing up as an ogre. Her mm -hmm. human family are a bit... Oh, I think I think I know what you're gonna talk about. It's surprised, about. right? Yeah, that she's yep. she's an ogre, mm -hmm. and they sort of have this conversation where, so Fiona and Shrek show up, and they say like, "Oh, this is so. Are you sure you don't want to turn back?" And they're like, "Oh, the mother and father. I'm sure they love me." And then 
the last word yeah. of their dialogue yeah, yeah, yeah. will be the first word of mm. um, the dad and mum yeah. talking. And it's sort of like this building tension mm-hmm. where they're like sharing words, but in different contexts. So mm-hmm. like maybe Shrek will say like, oh, they don't look very happy to see us. And then it'll cut to, yeah. and they're cut like, see their something. ogres or, yeah. you know, whatever. That, yeah. That's not what they say, I don't think. But but it's just that use of creative yeah. dialogue. And yeah. that's just yeah. so, like, no one would do that yeah. nowadays. It, it's such a clever dialogue technique, um, especially because when you remember they're all the way at the castle and they're right. 50 meters away right. getting out of the carriage. So it's a long So they, they have to spend the time somehow um, to get them together. It, and you don't want to watch them just silently walk across the red carpet. So I think, yeah, I wrote that down. It's such a clever dialogue technique and it was so well done how it switched back and forth between mm. Harold, Lillian, Shrek and Fiona. I think it was yeah. just really well done. And it builds and builds until they're like right facing, facing each other. Yeah. And that's just... And then, you know, the build up to tension and then they have to have that conversation. And then the transition, because mm-hmm. the camera goes to Shrek, well, the camera, there's no camera, but it, we have a shot of Shrek and then it transitions into the dinner scene, which yeah. is one of the best scenes yeah. in the movie yeah. as well. Yeah. And just the transition there, you know, Shrek has this, this expression like he doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly the same expression he has at dinner. And it just transitions so smoothly into okay where we're having dinner in the castle now it's not like okay here's a shot of the castle here's a shot of the dinner table yeah welcome this is the dinner sit down really clever film techniques to just make the seamless you know transition between scenes yeah and what a great scene the dinner table scene is so good i just want to quickly touch on this another reference um you might have not picked up on this there's a hawk on the mantle um, which I believe is a reference to Psycho, which is like one of the most iconic films ever. Yep. Um, it, it's it's a, in the Psycho film, um, the character, I haven't seen the film, but it's just an iconic shot. There's like a hawk sort of hanging over and the character's just speaking. So I believe it's a reference to that, but okay. I, I could be wrong. Right. Yeah. Right. That scene is, is so tense, so funny. Again, the dialogue is fantastic. They do something similar with the dialogue again in that next scene mm-hmm. with the sharing of, of words. And I just love um, Julie Andrews, who plays the mother. Mm. It's like, oh, that'll, that'll be a wonderful place to raise the children. And then just all havoc breaks loose because Shrek's like, what children? <laughs> Shrek swallows a spoon. <laughs> the dad's like, children, what? So this whole... The whole scene is just so fantastic. I mean, I think um, Lillian, Julie Andrews' character, I think she's so patient. Yeah. Absolutely oh, she's, love she's her such a mum. Like, I that's know, just, I know. that is just mum personified. She captured it so well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And even the animation, you know, the expressions, you can tell exactly what everyone is feeling. And you look at her and you just think, oh, that's just every single mum just being like, Oh, goodness me, everyone's a, having a fight again. Just wanted a quiet dinner. Yeah. In fact, I think she said something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was looking forward to a quiet dinner or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's, a, there's a line from Donkey. <laughs> He's like, ooh, Mexican food, my favorite. <laughs> and there's no Mexican food inside. <laughs> and there's like some sort of, they get given some sort of soup at the beginning, but it's not soup. It's stuff they put their hands yeah. in. It's just a, I think it's just a bowl of water. 
right. to, to dip your fingers in. But right, to wash your yeah, hands or something. <laughs> like Shrek's an idiot. <laughs> so I saw that and I'm like, what on earth is that? Like, yeah. what, is there something that... No, it must be just be water. Then. I think it's just water. Yeah. Bizarre. And he thinks it's soup. <laughs> well, it had a lemon on the side, so yeah. I've got no idea, man. Might, yeah. yeah, it might be water. Yeah, anyway, bizarre. And then we get introduction to um, Fairy Godmother after that. And just what a what a singing voice and what a commanding presence from from the voice actor. Yeah. Just brilliant. Yeah. She kind of breaks out into a musical... And, you know, I, I'm not the biggest fan of musicals. I, I, I don't really enjoy them, if I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah. But um, it really suited her character. I felt like um, she needed that sort of twang that her musicals bring. And it kind of reminded me of something from, like, uh, Beauty and the Beast or something, where they right. have, like, all of the, the inanimate objects sort of coming to life. Yeah. Um, that actually happens at once. Yeah, I think move. it does. Yeah. It, it's probably a reference to that. If I'm yeah, yeah, because you have the clock and the candle. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. They're the exact yeah. characters, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it really suits her character when she just sort of breaks out into the singing role. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. the clock and the candle, it's when um, it's in that factory. Yeah. So they, they go And all through. the sort of stuff spills out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they sort of, the two of the workers turn into Cogsworth and... Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, it is a complete reference to it. Yeah. <laughs> how, did, how did they get the IP? Who knows? Honestly, man. Yeah. I mean, and Fairy Godmother at one stage is going through all the princess books. She's like, oh, Snow White, no, yeah. no ogres. Seeking Beauty, yeah. no ogres. Fantastic. And also, like, well, we'll touch on it a bit later in terms of the, um, the amphibious. The amphibious. Creature. Oh, <laughs> That comes in later on. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a reference as that well. That is another reference. Yeah. yeah. Because she's the queen. I, w- I was wondering about it. I was like, I was actually searching it up. I was like, yeah. is this a reference to Princess and the Frog? I'm just going right. to get into it. Yeah. Um, wait, have we entered spoiler territory? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, if you're watching this, you come on. It's an animated movie, so yeah. we take it a bit less seriously with the spoilers. Yeah. But... So I, w- I was searching it up. I was like, is this a reference to Princess and the Frog? Yeah. Um, because obviously, um, Princess is. Um, I think she's she's dark coloured skin in, yeah, the, yeah. in the original. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I it kind of brushed over me all of the other times. But this time, I was like, hold up, she's a queen. Yeah. He's a king. He's a frog. Princess and the frog. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it it's like a grown up princess and the frog, yeah. which is really nice. Like I like that. Mm. Yeah. But all right, gender confused wolf. That's very problematic. <laughs> that wouldn't get by nowadays. Did you pick up on um stop being such a drama king? Is that what Jennifer someone... Saunders, oh, fairy right. godmother, says that to oh, um right. to Harold? Cool. So she's like, "Stop being such a oh no!" It was um, Lillian says that I think to Harold. Yeah. She's like, "Stop being Lillian. such a drama king." Yeah. Which I think is a really clever line. And there's a couple um, there's a couple hints as to the amphibious nature of the king. Mm-hmm. So obviously he's a frog, but oh, fa- I, I didn't pick up on any. The the frog um. So fairy godmother has like done some spell on him to make him human, mm-hmm. and so she sort of has leverage over him, which yeah. is very important to the plot because that's how we get the plot going. Yeah, and there's a couple hints. So when um, Lily is well, Lily, Lillian, 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 or okay. whatever is the name of the okay the female, mother the mother yeah. yeah right. So at one stage she's talking to Harold, and they're like, oh. 
they're reminiscing on their first kiss, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, down by, don't you remember our first kiss down by the lily ponds? Ah, well, there you go. (laughs) And he's like, oh, yes, our first kiss. And I'm like, all right, so they're down at the lily ponds, are they? Because he's a frog. Yeah. And there's also another one where he go where Harold goes into the bar, which is like the Star Wars cantina sort of, you know. Yeah, there's yeah. like the evil bar, the yeah, poison apple. Yeah, another the reference. poison apple. And yeah, tons of like there's trees doing arm wrestles, which is a reference to Snow White mm-hmm. and and many other things. I mean, in Wizard of Oz, the trees come alive. But yeah. yeah. And so he goes up to the bar and there's a frog next to him and mm-hmm. he talks and the frog goes, it's a female frog, and she goes, um, do I know you? Oh, he's really? like, oh no, you must be mistaken. Ah, so she recognized the voice. I do remember that line. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Because obviously, like when he used to be a frog, she probably did know him. Yeah. So, and he's probably That's a pretty famous frog. That's interesting, man. That's interesting. Like wow. a frog that becomes a human, it's probably going to be a pretty big celebrity in the, yeah. frog, in the frog world. In the frog, <laughs> in the frog world. <laughs> um, yeah, just, just moving along. Um, I think the drive through scene was really good. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> mate, get the, the medieval, medieval meal. meal. <laughs> I'll have the medieval meal, please, mother. Comes with so an axe. That impression, man. Comes comes with a comes with an axe, bro. Yeah. And how they how they just kind of you know, stop the whole movie for a second and then they're they're just taking an order at a drive through. Like the whole film just halts for one moment. Yeah. It, it's kinda of like a breath, you know. But it's not boring. Yeah. It's just funny. It's just it's just absolutely funny. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember that scene very fondly. Like, I remember seeing that scene, like, when I was very, very young. And being yeah. like, oh, they've gone to a drive through And they're flying through because, you know, it's a magical yeah. land. And he's got an axe. Mummy, can, can I have the medieval meal? <laughs> Please, mummy. Oh, I thought that was great. Um, yeah, but uh, like we just mentioned, the poison apple is a Snow White reference. Um, we also see Captain Hook, like you said, uh, the Headless Horseman's in there, um, right. which might be a Scooby-Doo reference. I'm not quite sure. Um, we also see the Ugly Stepsister, which I just figured out is played by Larry King. Now, if you don't know who Larry King is, he's like a popular um, talk show host. Oh, right. And I, I think we've said this on another film on the podcast that you... And I, and I think I remember you saying that you don't remember or know who he is, but he, he's just such an iconic person. Um, this is him here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he plays the ugly stepsister, which I've never picked up on before. But yeah, it, that's it, interesting. It's just such a funny casting choice. Yeah. Um, and I think it works really so well. So stepsister. Ugly stepsister. Right. Yeah. So female. Well, or is it it, it's kind of like a... It's um, ambiguous. It's kind of like a... What would you call it? Like a, um, what are the ones that like dress up? They're oh, like a drag queen. It's kind of like a drag queen. Right, right. Yeah, because you can actually see in the animation, he's got like stubble. Oh, okay. And, right. and I mean, the voice is a guy's yeah, voice. Yeah, voice is a man. Right. So I think it, it's kind of like. It's got the hot innuendo. The charming though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like sort of like an innuendo that he's, um, I've just kind of forgot about what you just said there. What was it called? Drag queen. It's kind of an innuendo that he's a drag queen. Right. Yeah. Right, cool. Which I think is really funny. Yeah, very yeah. edgy, very cool. Yeah. No, fantastic. Um, uh, let's see. A few other things, obviously. I think Puss in Boots, great introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not scary for very long. No. I think the whole setup of how he actually meets Shrek, because 
if we just had Shrek and Donkey through the entire film, it might have gotten a bit boring. Yeah. Because like, we've yeah. seen that before. You need that new introduction. Yeah, because yeah. then that creates, you know, different chemistry. Donkey mm-hmm. has somebody to, you know, rip in terms of jokes and, yeah. and, and everything like that. And they're kind of like an iconic duo now, you know. Shrek's the leader of the gang and then right. you've got Donkey and Puss in Boots yeah. kind of, you know, in the back seats. Avengers. <laughs> Assemble. So couple hints about yeah i've spoken about that fairy godmother's building that's it's such a good scene man mm. that's one of the best scenes in the film for me because in terms of the animation because it really comes alive with all these different colors and the potions yeah and, it's very vibrant isn't it definitely the yeah. most nostalgic scene for me too i'm not yeah. entirely sure why but i just remember really liking that scene going through the sort of the building and seeing all these like hooded workers that are dressed up like ghosts for, or like the minions from Despicable Me yeah. for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, just going around and creating potions and even the conversation before they even go in, Shrek goes in and he's oh, like, so good. trying to be like a health and safety inspector yeah, or yeah. something. And they're like, oh, we don't even have dental. We don't even have dental. <laughs> and he kind of like turns like the mark around. He's like, Okay, yeah, I'm interested now. I thought I thought that dental line was so good. And that was yeah. such a clever line, and it gives us more backstory in terms of like the fairy godmother's like an evil person, mm. like she's mm. mistreating her workers. It's building like her reputation, right? Yeah, yeah. it's smart. Yeah, in in such a funny like in in another film that could just be like just a throwaway sort of like maybe Shrek would make a joke about the the appearance of, of the yeah. worker or, or something like yeah. you just make a, you know, an off the cuff remark that's sort of funny, but not really, doesn't really add to the story. But this yeah. is, this is smart because not only is it, a, it's a really funny joke and smart dialogue mm. and also like a, an adult joke because kids aren't going to go, ha he's a health and safety worker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't even have dental. What does that mean? Right. Yeah. 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 And cause it's not even in that, in that world, but but for adults, that's funny. Mm. It's not. It's not a rude joke either. But it's just smart. Yeah, it's and, a smart joke. Yeah, and it does give us more backstory. To and that's what you that. get from like fifteen writers being on the project, yeah. just all chiming in with different ideas. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to go back a bit. Sorry. Yeah. Go. For um. Yeah. So another song is "I Need Some Sleep," which I think is another great song. I'd right. put it in the rewatch um, playlist if I were you. But obviously, we've kind of limited ourselves. Um. Obviously, that's not on the rewatch playlist as I just spoiled. <laughs> there you go. Um, there's a poster on Fiona's wall, and <laughs> this is really, really bad. But it says a chastity belt world tour. Now, obviously, if you know what a chastity belt is, I'm not going to say what it is. But there's a poster of it on the wall, and it's kind of like, yeah, why? And I looked it up, and it's a band that was formed in 2010. Obviously, right. this film was made in 2004, so it's not the band, so right. there you go. Um, really weird. It seems like something the parents would do, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, send her on, on that thing, because obviously they do lock her up in the tower, and we get that explored Shrek's like, hang on. Yeah. You don't come, like, all high and mighty. You locked your daughter in a tower, Yeah. and, like, that's a, that's a bad thing to do. Mm. And so I like that. That's actually explained, you know, it's sort of like a a soft spot that that Shrek has because he's like, you know, it invites the tension and the conflict. It's like, mm-hmm. hang on a second. You did something bad to your daughter. Like, yeah. why would you do this? And obviously they have 
they think they were doing the right thing, but obviously they locking weren't. someone up in a tower is yeah, know, it's, it, quite it's very inhumane, right? especially with a dragon. Maybe. Exactly. Um, there's also an alien reference. I'm not sure if you picked up on this, where they get attacked by Puss in Boots. Yeah. Um, Puss actually like bursts through the chest of a uh, Shrek. Like yes. A shirt. Oh, alien. Alien reference. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't pick up on that. I didn't man. pick up on that. Oh. But, but you, when you just said that, then I picked up. You got it. Yeah. So. so that, and I think it even makes like a hissing sound, oh, which right. the alien makes as well. Yeah. Mm. Oh, what, a, what an incredible scene that was. What is Shrek's disguise, man? <laughs> Shrek's disguise. <laughs> like when he puts on the outfit. Oh, God. It's just like covering like his head. Yeah, that, that hurt me a bit on the inside. That was a bit... Yeah. I'd... It's kind of like when Clark Kent or um, Captain America like puts on a hat and he's not Captain yeah. America anymore. Yeah. It's like, no, I can definitely still see who you are, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, and then obviously like when they steal the clothes, before then, before that transformation... I just love the whole setup to that. You know, we sort of have the all is lost moment quite early on in the film with the characters thinking that they've lost. You know, a lot of times in film, there'll be that moment where the characters are like, oh, uh, it's it's not worth it. We're going to lose. Like, yeah. We're going to give up. Like, And then, you know, in the next scene, the luck starts to change and we build towards a finale. But yeah. In this scene, it's just done so aesthetically, mm. like in such an aesthetically pleasing, pleasing manner. Yeah. Like it's it starts raining, but it's not like hard rain. It's sort of like soft rain, and the the color palette sort of dims. It goes mm. to like a bit of blue, which is okay for you know a bit of yeah. a bit, few scenes. And we get like very some very sad dialogue with the characters. They're lost in the woods, and you know they think Shrek thinks that he's lost, mm. and um. And, and the rain is coming down and we have this blue potion that's on this mushroom and yeah. then the mushroom sort of goes poof and it goes into a rose. Just yeah. the, the entire thing, because then we know what's going to happen to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, we know before they know, which is right. a, it's another clever filmmaking technique. Yeah. yeah, very, very good. And then obviously the whole transformation where it's no dialogue, we just sort of get like a wide shot of the house and there's sort of like purple explosion. And, yeah. And then same thing with, with Fiona in her room. Just yeah. So we're like, okay, they're transformed. Like, it's not like a shock to the audience and it's done in a very nice yeah. manner. It slows down for a bit. The movie actually slows down and lets you um, Kind lets of you take digest. it all in, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have sort of a break from, you know, they're escaping from, you know, fairy godmother's factory. Yeah, it's been pretty high action. Slow period, yeah. Mm. The, the film does that actually really well. Just mention it now. You, you get a really um, <clears throat> intense moment. Right. And then they calm it down. And then it kind of builds it back up. Right. And then it calms down again. Because if you had a film that was just non-stop action, um, it, it, it would just be going so fast and you'd have to take so much in. Um, and I think that's what happens in um, Shrek Forever After. It's just non-stop action. Right. Man. And that's kind of where the franchise just kind of dipped down. Um, but yeah, it, it balances it really well in Shrek too because it gives you time to take it all in. Right. Yeah. Um, moving onwards, obviously, once Shrek turns into a human, he sort of has these girls sort of like thirsting over yeah, him. Yeah, and that's so funny. Yeah. Like, I don't think we get that nowadays. And it's just like they have Puss in Boots is like being cradled by one of them and he's lapping it up. Yeah. Just this, that entire scene of the transformation is, is so, 
I don't know. Shrek obviously likes being an ogre. So for him to be a human is probably quite traumatizing for him. But there's something so like rewarding about that scene for some reason. Like, yeah. It's like a big accomplishment for the characters. You know, Donkey's like a bloody stallion. Yeah. And, and Usually when they kind of make such a dramatic change in a film like this, I'm never on board with it because it's kind of like, oh, why did they have to go that route? Right. It it, re- it really works well in the narrative in this film, though, and I think um, the decision to kind of change Shrek and Donkey into these different versions of the character was really smart. Mm. It's kind of like a refreshing moment. You know, you've seen Shrek for a film and a half, just regular green Shrek. Yeah. Change it up a bit, yeah. It also, like, when you have a human face and instead of the ogre face, it's it, it's more easy to do the animation to let us mm. know what he's feeling, like, let us care for him because there's moments where later on where he sees Prince Charming trying to seduce Fiona or whatever and he's locked in the in the castle or whatever yeah. and you know we can see the expression on his face really convey that that emotion that mm. he's feeling and look there's just I compare it to the moment in Soul where the guy gets turned into a cat mm-hmm. and it's sort of like a joke yeah. like no really no real reason it doesn't really build his character it's just sort of like a funny moment where they're like oh, look, he's a cat now. This is mm. going to be funny, right? Yeah. And it's like, no, not really. But <laughs> in in this movie, it's like they they see the better version of themselves. Mm. They, grow in, they grow their confidence because they're these new, like, you know, big, yeah. attractive. Yeah, know, they have more they confidence in themselves now. Yeah. Right, and then they keep that confidence when they turn back because Donkey's quite sad yeah. that he gets turned back into a donkey, which is yeah. fair enough because yeah. he's quite a... Quite a cool looking horse. Yeah. And and Shrek's like, hey, you're still a stallion to me. So that they they grow themselves by that transformation. It works for the actual mm. characters. I think the main theme of theme of this film, what I took away from this film, is change. Right. I think is the main theme, which is another clever song to use, David Bowie's change yeah. or changes, I should say. Um, yeah, which I think is like the overarching theme of the film. You know, Shrek and Fiona mostly Shrek kind of has to succumb to the fact that Fiona likes him for the ogre version of himself. So that's what she fell in love with. Um, And then they kind of, you know, explain that all at the end and they go into all of that, but we'll get into that later Mm. on. Um, But I think it's just a really, really, really clever um, theme of the film. You don't see it often. I mean, Mm. it's usually like family and... (laughs) Family. <laughs> Don't watch F9, people. <laughs> um, yeah, I think change is just a really, really clever um, theme to go with. I think it's refreshing. It's new. Yeah. Um, you don't see it often. Yeah, and it's similar to the first, but it's also different enough. Like, I think the first is sort of like accepting who you are. Yeah. And so, you know, having change, like being able to deal with change, also a big thing. So yeah. it works nicely with the first, but then... Builds it enough. I mean, I will admit there is a bit of similarity in terms of the final, the final act, mm-hmm. in terms of them changing back into the ogre form. It's like that's what you did at the start. Yeah. yeah. But, so they sort of, oh, in in the first movie rather. So it's a bit repetitive. Yeah, yeah. but it, yeah. it didn't feel that way because I feel like the characters went on a journey that was different enough, and they learned yeah. new things. Yeah. Um, to obviously like they're not gonna. I feel like if they stayed as a human, it would just be a bit weird like it's, it wouldn't really work yeah yeah it, yeah so um i'll just go back to when they first well when shrek first becomes a human yeah um <laughs> so these girls 
So they're like, okay, I'm rubbing his shoulders and then the other one's like, I'm rubbing his hair or something. And then one of them's like, I don't have anything to rub. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> hold up. <laughs> and I think even um, the animation on like Shrek's face might have like changed or something. Yeah, yeah, right. It's another sort of clever innuendo that just kind of goes <laughs> over all the children's heads, but it's, it's yeah. a more mature joke, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to go back to when the rain was coming down on Donkey. Mm-hmm. He was saying, oh, I'm melting, I'm melting. That's a Wizard of Oz reference. Oh, because is it the, the is it Scarecrow? The Wicked Witch of the West, when she gets water on her, she melts. Ah, oh, okay. And she goes, I'm melting, I'm melting. And she so falls to Donkey and says the exact yeah. same thing. I haven't watched that in ages, man. I need to watch it now. It's a good movie. Um, Princess thinks Puss in Boots is Shrek for a second. Yeah. That, that entire montage of when Shrek is human and he goes to look for Fiona and then he's sort of like chasing Fiona around the castle and he'll go down one way and then Princess Fiona will go the other way. Mm. It's, it's a montage that we see a lot in movies, you know, the, I, I'm They're always in the wrong place. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. And it makes us, it's very frustrating to watch for, mm. the, for the audience. It always annoyed me when Charming got with her. Like it, it actually physically like pisses me off the (laughs) fact that like shrek's like he can't get with her like there's no way unless he like breaks the window and yeah yeah which i was like why don't you just break the window and scream yeah yeah anyways um yeah that always got to me that the fact that like charming kind of won in that sense like he he didn't win overall but you know he did win for a bit yeah he actually had it yeah and that puts the audience on edge you know we're like oh my gosh like maybe the godmother is right maybe mm. you know charming will give her a better life or, or yeah. whatever and then you know, obviously not so but yeah the, the the moment where fiona first sees donkey and she's like well, hang on donkey you're different you're you're a horse mm-hmm. and he's like yeah we drank a potion and now we're all different and then she, fiona sees puss and boots on the back of a donkey and you know she thinks it might have been Shrek. I mean, and it's only right. To it's assume. a reasonable, yeah, reasonable suspicion because you know where did he come from? Otherwise, yeah. who's <laughs> the cat? <laughs> and then it just sort of pans to Puss in Boots, and she goes Shrek. Yeah. And Puss in Boots turns around, and he looks at her and sees how beautiful she is, and yeah. he's like, "For you, baby, I yeah. could be." <laughs> a really good line, right? Yeah. Fantastic. So good. Lots um, of really great lines. There's a shop called Farbucks Coffee in Far, uh, yes. far Away. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really cool. Starbucks. Um, and then, you know, eventually we go back to the evil bar and there's actually yeah. a sign on the wall that says unhappy hour, <laughs> oh, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was just great. Um, it's just little details like that, which I think was really well done. There was another sign on one of the doors that said um, it, no service if you have no skin or no bones. Oh, really? So it's like, you've got to have bones and skin bones to be served. <laughs> Skeleton discrimination. Yeah, I reckon. Someone get on that. That's a human rights violation. Yeah. So there's actually a cops parody that comes up. Which oh, I, yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, which it's so funny. It's so good, man. Like, this, this scene is just so good. Um, Donkey saying police brutality is way too relevant, man. Like, oh, it, it's, it's, what? It's, even back then, because he's played by a black actor, so yeah. you can tell that that's probably something that maybe he... he Eddie Murphy wanted in yeah. there. Yeah, which I think is really well done. Yeah, and it's um, got, he's got his leg on his neck as well. Yeah, yeah, which is not good. Yeah. Um, obviously, people have made reference to that with George Floyd, which is a shame. Um, rest in peace. 
Um, there's a knife that's cracking Pepper in Shrek's eyes. Yeah, that pepper spray. Pepper spray wasn't invented yet. Oh, right. So they have to use <laughs> the cracked Pepper, which I think is brilliant. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Puss has catnip. Yes, um, drugs. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> He's cat- like, I'm not. Yeah. That's not mine, officer. That's not mine. <laughs> obviously, catnip is like catnip just makes cats go crazy for some reason. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like the weed of like um, cats, um, and that's all kind of I took away from the yeah. cop scene, which I think is just oh. it just keeps on hitting, man. Just back to back references. Yeah. Even before then, when Harold is having a chat with. Fiona, I mean, not Fiona, um, fairy godmother and, mm-hmm. and charming and, and just the whole, um, the fairy godmother's like, oh, I got to take charming away. I got to prepare his hair for the ball. He's, he's all, he all does the front he too much, but back. can't do the back. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, oh, thank you, mother. <laughs> and it, thank you, mother. <laughs> that is, that is one of those times where I was just sitting there. I was not expecting it. I forgot that it was coming up. Yeah. And I just laughed. Like, I laughed at him. Like, yeah. I was, that is just so funny. Yeah. So I was like, oh, thank you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's such a stupid line, eh? <laughs> but but just so how well. it's executed is so bizarre, yeah. but it sort of, it works for the character. Yeah. But my goodness, what a, what a um, odd man. Yeah. What a great performance, by oh, the way. Yeah. I, I I can't remember who plays him, um, but such a fantastic performance. Yeah. I mean, it just just the way he was able to like change his voice and like the pitch of it. Yeah. Like, thank you. Like, yeah, it's so well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whenever he's talking, you can definitely tell that he is he is talking. Yeah. You know, it's his time. Yeah. Um, he's not really like melding him with everybody else, you know, he's sort of like, he's a very different character in, in, in the voice, sort yeah. of projection that he gives. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very cool. He actually returns in the third one, so. Really? If you want to watch the third there, you right. get more uh, Prince Charming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the interesting in the, the third film is actually like kind of a parody of like this film. Oh, right. Um, I reckon you'll like the third. Okay. It's not a good film by any means. It's just a fun film okay. again, yeah. Right. Um, Puss in Boots says, I hate Mondays. Yeah. So they're all in the bar and they're, this is another, like, all this lost moment where yeah. Shrek thinks that Charming's going to seduce Fiona. Mm. And um, they're all in the bar complaining and then Shrek's like, oh, I'm never going to get Fiona to fall in love with me. And then Donkey's like, oh, and, you know, he makes some complaint that's Donkey related. And then yeah. Puss in Boots just goes, I hate Mondays. Yeah, I picked up on that as well, yeah. <laughs> Such a great line, yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Um, I actually like this moment with um with Harold where obviously Fairy Godmother has given him the love potion to yeah. to make Fiona fall in love with Prince Charming. Yeah. Um and we see uh we see him put it in the tea and then he gives it to Fiona. Right. Um and his intent in that moment is to give the one the love potion to Fiona. But quickly you see him change and realize what he's actually doing. And then he's like, Oh no, that's my one. Yeah. And a normal audience would take that to mean that's the one without the love potion. in Right. It. But he's actually taking the one that has the love potion in it. So, so did he give her the one that he gave her the one that was just normal tea? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought, which too. I thought was really clever, man. Like yeah. most people would interpret that as, Oh, he's taken the, unpoisoned yeah. one because you can't track it you can't no. because there's a cut no you can't because he puts the tea in then there's a cut and, and so you can't be like 
okay, that's the tea that has it. I'm going to watch that tea. I'm going to watch that tea. Yeah. Oh, he told her to drink the other one. He's a good guy. Yeah. It's sort of ambiguous. Yeah. Which yeah. makes his redemption at the end, because he sort of is like a, a villainous sort of character, mm. and he is redeemed at the end, and it makes that redemption a lot easier, because if he did give her the potion, it's like, hang on, you drugged your daughter, mate. Yeah. Like, you know, first mm. you put her in a tower, now you drugged yeah. her. Like, I don't think you're a good person. Exactly, yeah. So. But I, I think that moment there was such fantastic character development, and, and it would go over the top of a lot of people's heads, but, man, just, just watching that again, like... It's so cleverly done how it's like ambiguous, like you said. You don't yeah. know whether or not he's given it to her. I think that was really clever. Yeah, for sure. When Shrek is bust out of that prison mm-hmm. by the gang, like yep. the Pinocchio and the pigs and yep. the blind mice and, and yep. um, the gingerbread man, is that Mission Impossible yep. music? Yep. How and on earth did they do that? No is it is Universal, do they own... Perhaps they own the rights to Mission Impossible. Michael, um, Michael, yeah, G, Michael G. I think he did the music for um, Mission Impossible. Right. He might have had some sort of involvement in this film. Okay. I'm not quite sure though. Because I, I was like, hang on a second. Is this a rip off of something? Yeah. I was like, oh, is that James Bond? I'm like, no. It's Mission Impossible. It's Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, and another a really great reference because we get Pinocchio kind of getting like hoisted down yeah yeah and that's like a straight ripoff of mission impossible because tom oh, cruise yes. um he's actually got like ropes attached to him in the original film yeah right and he kind of gets lowered so it's really clever yeah. that they have like the puppeteer sort of um strings as they lower him down yeah that was really clever useful taking advantage of pinocchio's skills because not yeah. only do they use the strings they also use he his nose they say wearing female underwear and he is it's pretty bizarre <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, like, but anyway, they didn't have to do that, but they did it anyway. They definitely though. could have done something a lot easier and just been like, you know, what did you eat for breakfast this morning? And then him just like tell him something yeah. different. But that's not funny, you know? Like, yeah, they just got to make him wear female underwear, yeah. which is bizarre. He's wearing a thong. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Why on? Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, <laughs> different strokes for different folks, I guess. Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. <laughs> It's on Jury Lane. Yeah. We saw Jury Lane in this movie. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love seeing the actual sign that says Jury Lane. Yeah. You go meet the Muffin Man. And I didn't want to write this one down because I wasn't sure of it, but I think it might actually be like a Frankenstein reference. Right. Where they're kind of like building this monster and then the lightning comes down and everything. Okay. It's like a massive scream or roar or whatever it was. Right, right. Might be a Frankenstein reference, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Interesting. Um, But yeah, the big gingerbread man is just... Mongo. Is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just so epic and yeah. really helps to tell us that, okay, this is the final battle now. Yeah. Things are getting serious. It's so dramatic. Like the, the last sort of 20 to 30 minutes of the film is very like fast paced action, but mm-hmm. like also quite dramatic. We have the holding out for your hero song. We have all these characters like performing the best that they can do yep. to try save Fiona. And it's all a huge mission. Mm-hmm. Like, you got slow mo, like big gingerbread man falling into the ocean or the moat, and Shrek's doing flips or whatever to get inside, and Prison Boots doing his thing, and mm-hmm. it's so fun, so entertaining, good. so good. Um, C minor, put it in C minor. Put it in C minor. <laughs> I love that line. Put it um, in C minor. Yeah, obviously, I love the song "Holding Out for Your Hero Man." I think it's such a great song. Millsy loves the song as well, um, and just 
it's such like an intense song right. for a, such an intense moment. Like they're infiltrating the base and then, you know, Mongo has to break down the, uh, the drawbridge. Um, and then obviously, you know, we kind of get a slow moment with, um, with Antonio Banderas, um, uh, Puss in Boots. Yeah. And then it goes back up again. Um, I just think that whole ending sequence is just so well done, man. I think it's probably the best scene for me in the film. Right. I just okay. love the scene so much. Yeah. It is really good. And that music is so good. Like mm. when Puss in Boots has his sort of moment where he's, he's doing the adorable face. Yeah. The, the music cuts. So it's, it's a bit odd how obviously Fairy Godmother's performing live mm-hmm. and then it sort of takes that song and puts it over the movie for the other yeah. people, right? But when it's outside, you can sort of be like, oh, they're, um, they can hear the song. Hear so that's, that's, why they, that's why the music's in the background, right? Yeah. But then when Puss in Boots here, it just cuts. So I'm like, hang on, like, has Fairy Godmother been like, okay, a bit of an intermission, guys? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Half-time like, break. <laughs> is that something that they just... You know, they just thought it didn't really need an explanation. Yeah, well, uh, I think it's just one of those things in musicals that, you know, an audience just kind of understands. Like, if, if the music cuts off at any point, it's because they want to make some more advancement on the story. It's, it's or just they just like want a, a quiet moment. Yeah, it's just a given moment in musicals. Yeah. It's just what happens. Yeah. Um, and like, again, I think uh, Jennifer Saunders' performance of Holding Out for a Hero is just fantastic, man. And the way it kind of goes along with what's happening on the screen... You know, it's not just her performing a song. Yeah. It's her song going towards, you know, the what we're seeing. Yeah. So Because uh, Shrek's being a hero. Yeah. And then also, like, we have her trying to convince Princess Fiona that Prince Charming is a hero. Mm. Princess Fiona is actually holding out for a hero. That's very, that's very good. Yeah. Because exactly she doesn't want to kiss him, so right. she's holding out right. for her hero. But Fairy Godmother didn't think of that, you see. Mm-hmm. But she's singing the song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's a great song. And so, hey, she put it in C minor. She, she did, did put it in C minor. Mummy. Mummy. Fine. Oh, yeah. So Shrek doing parkour. Fantastic. Slow-mo gingerbread man. Rewatch podcast intro clip. Did you catch that? Yep. When um, he hops he on, hops the, on horse. the horse. Yeah. So um, Donkey, we should say. <laughs> YouTube viewers, um, if you watch the intro, you'll see that there's a clip from Shrek 2 in this movie. Uh, I saw that and I was like, you know, that Leonardo DiCaprio meme and once upon a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that before. Yeah. Um, look, any thoughts on the ending, mate? I think the the transformation of the dad going back into the frog is very well done. Yep. And look, I mean, it's the, it's the, it's a, the ending that everybody wanted to see. The clock strikes 12 and they have to decide whether they want to turn into ogres or humans. And mm. So that's, that's very good too. Mm. Do you have any thoughts on, on the ending? Um, yeah, so we actually get like a line from the, the three pigs. and the, It's the moment where they're all trying to grab the wand. Right. And then they're like, pigs on blanket, oh, which yes. is obviously a reference to pigs in blanket, which is like a yeah. food. Yeah, um, Australian, isn't it? It might be, yeah. yeah. Or it might be like Polish or something. Yeah, I have no yeah. idea. Swedish. Um, <laughs> yeah, it sounds Swedish. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, but I think that was a clever line. I'm a real boy, Pinocchio. Yes, and then he's not. (laughs) And then he gets changed back like instantly. Tragic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like you said, I love Harold's turnaround. I think it was a defining character moment. Um, I actually really enjoyed his character in this film and how he kind of developed over such a short period of time. One and a half hours is hard, man. They did it. Um, 
And then Fiona's decision of staying in Ogre was a great ending. And then Living La Vida Loca, another great song. Eddie Murphy and Antonio Banderas' performance of that was fantastic. Um, that's all I've really got. Sweet. Yeah. All right. I've got some questions here. Yep. Because I put up a Instagram post, mm-hmm. um, ask for questions, and we've got four questions coming Ooh. from our lovely viewers in a matter of like half an hour. Yep. So first one is from Heidi. Um, says, who did it better, Spider-Man or uh, Spider-Man and MJ mm-hmm. um, with the upside down kiss or Shrek and Fiona? Shrek and Fiona. I agree. <laughs> because because it's Spider-Man, MJ's like kissing like five guys in that film. Yep. Is it in the first one or the second one? Um, I think it's in the first. Might be in the first, yeah. I could be wrong. Maybe it's, the f- I think it's the first. I can't remember, to be honest. Uh, I don't think it's with Doc Ock. It's with, um... Green Goblin, which is yeah. the first. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, de- yeah, definitely Shrek and Fiona. Yeah. Shrek and Fiona. Because yeah. Shrek's loyal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And MJ's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <Whoa. laughs> uh, all right. So, um, the Lilypad pod asks a question. They say, favorite reference made in this movie? So, obviously, they've got you know, the Spider-Man kiss, the Lord of the Rings, the Knights slash cops. Um, what's your favorite reference? Oh. Probably has to be the cops one. I love yeah, that scene that was so good. much. That uh, was good. It's it's not really a movie reference. It's it's just like a television show reference. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. they just crammed so much into that short yeah. period of time, and if you're not watching, you're just gonna miss it all. Right. Um. I think that was really well yeah. done. Personally, I like Captain Hook playing the piano. Yeah. That's uh, fantastic. Yeah. Using his hook to yeah. play. Um. Um. So Justine asks, uh, why is it better than the first one? Um, like low-key best out of the franchise? Well, we haven't really said if it's the best yet. Yeah, so answer the question, then. <laughs> Why the is question? it better? Why is it say, better? That's the question. Why yeah. is it better? Because it is. Look, yeah, I think it's a better film overall. Um, I think it's a lot more... Um, I think it might be shorter. I'm not quite sure. Right. But it has a lot more content to it. There's a lot more in the film. We get better character development... I think the songs overall are better. Um, Fairy Godmother carries this film, not carries, but she has a major proportion of it that makes me like this film a lot more than the first. Right. Um, Because I'm not like the biggest fan of Law Farquaad, but (laughs) that name is just so good. (laughs) But um, Jennifer Saunders' Fairy Godmother, I think, is just fantastic. Yeah. 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 For me, it's got to be, yeah, the Fairy Godmother, Prince Charming, and um, the dad. Harold. Harold. Um, the three characters there are stronger than Lord Farquaad, I think, mm-hmm. in terms of the villain aspect. And and I feel like Princess Fiona, while she had a bit less to do, she wasn't like this, the, the centre focus of the, this film like she is in the plot. She is. Like, she drives the plot, but yeah. she we don't spend a lot of time with her in comparison to the first film. Um, I she's feel like, a lot less in this Yeah, film. but yeah. I feel like she's almost like a better... She's better used. Like, we, we saw different parts of, like, her... I mean, some more of a backstory and yeah. everything like that. I just find every single scene of this movie to be I- incredibly entertaining. Yep. Even, like, I don't think there's a single scene where I'm like, okay, maybe that could have been cut or maybe mm. that that joke didn't work. Yeah. Literally everything is fantastic. So good. Throughout the entire so film. Good. Even the the end, there's like a mid credit scene where the dragon shows up mm. and she she has like 
dragon donkey hybrid children mm. and donkey like the last thing they said in the movie is like donkey's been swarmed by his children he's like i gotta get a job yeah <laughs> the yeah. movie ends yeah it's like every single joke works every just single just lands there yeah I, I i don't really have anything bad to say about this whereas the, the first one you could sort of say like maybe it's simplistic nature yeah may, may i think the, the first was a lot more simple yeah. yeah, and therefore, you know, when you go back to rewatch it, perhaps the second one provides you more entertainment in terms of, you know. Yeah, yeah. This is a lot more rewatchable than the first. I think so, yeah. But yeah, thanks to everybody for sending in those questions. Um, quite a big response rate, considering I just put it up. So yeah. thank you very much. Uh, so do we want to move on to the music segment now? Yeah, we'll go to the music segment. So if you're not familiar with the music segment, every week we will put a maximum of two or a minimum of one song from the movie that we watched. Mm-hmm. And then we will chuck it in the rewatch playlist, which is a Spotify playlist. You can listen to it by the link in the description below. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, check it out because like got some great music on there from just, all sorts of movies. Just listen to it in your car. Why yeah. not? Honestly. There's a bunch of bangers on there. Absolute bangers, mate. All yep. of them. Um, and very different range of music too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... This week, we have Accidentally in Love, which is a original song, I think. Yep. Holding Out for Your Hero is also on, going man. in the rewatch playlist. You've got to put it in there. It, it's the standout song of the film. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Definitely. And, I mean, it's the song at the start, the song at the end. Works perfectly, yep. doesn't it? Um, so, yeah. But that, like we've said the whole, um, while we've been talking for like an hour and ten minutes... Um, the music is fantastic all the way through. Yeah, I so agree. I, I greatly encourage everyone to actually listen to the full playlist because um, I don't think it's fully available on Spotify. So go on YouTube yeah. and listen to it because, yeah. man, some of the songs are just so good. And even the... um, Because there's not a lot of, like, original music and there's not a lot of, like, orchestral music. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is at the start... Um, when the fairy tale is being told. Yeah. It's really, really good, and it sets up the movie really, really well. And so, yeah, I have to give credit for that because that's a very hard thing to do, you know, get a song that mm. not only conveys what sort of world we're in, and yeah. obviously we're a fairy tale world and fantasy, and it's all fun. And, yeah. And, and the song was really, really good at sort of like drawing you in, mm. getting you into the, the world. Yeah. So. Do you want to go to final thoughts now? Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to go first? Do you want to go first? Scissors, paper, rock? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really mind. I'll Who go went f- first last time? Oh, I don't know. What did we do last time? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, I definitely probably went first. I'll go first. Why not? <laughs> um, yeah, look, as usual, I didn't really know what I was going to rate this film. Um, it's kind of a hard one to rate um, in, in terms of, you know sort of pairing it up to previous films that we've done on the podcast, it's always, you know, hard to do because films are so different. And honestly, you, you, it's really hard to rate them. Um, but I'll just get into what I loved about the film. Um, I think the humour is fantastic as always. I think the characters are just just so well done. I think the villain is probably the highlight of this film. Fairy Godmother and Prince Charming work so well together. And even the dynamic between Fairy Godmother and Harold is just yeah. fantastic. Um, I think the whole story was really well done. 
um, it, it had more depth to it than the first. The first kind of felt a bit empty for me. Yeah. Um, I still think the first is a fantastic film, but this is just amazing. Um, I think the, the music choices are just incredible as I've just com- like repeatedly said all the way throughout. Um, the writing team just did an amazing job on this. Um, like we've talked about the dialogue choices, I think they're really, really clever. Um, fantastic um, film choices made there. Um, honestly, man, like I think all the references are just so well done. The humor... There's, there's so many sort of niche things in here that you just don't get in animation nowadays. It's, mm. it's kind of like a lost art of filmmaking for animation. You don't see it anymore. Um, f- it. A plus. Why not? A plus. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, because I was going to ask, like, if you weren't going to give it an A plus, I was going to immediately ask you, like, what's wrong with the film? Mm-hmm. And just thinking, like, to myself about it, like, I really don't know what to criticize. There's nothing wrong with it, man. Like, can you can you think of anything like in terms of? Um, it's not a bad thing, but they toned down the like the mature jokes from the first okay. film, right? Um, and I think Charming's character, from what I remember, he was a lot more prominent in the film. But again, it's not a bad thing because I think he worked just as well as I remember. Right. Um they're not really bad things. It's, yeah. it's just kind of, they took a different route and right. it still worked and it out. It still worked, yeah. yeah. So there you go. A plus from me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what to criticise either. I mean, you can't even say like, it should be 10 minutes longer or 10 minutes shorter. Like, it's mm. just completely... It's perfect. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it, is, it is perfect. I mean, yeah. look, it's going to be an A plus from me as well. Yeah. Because... In terms of animated movies, I don't think it gets much better than this because every single scene is entertaining. Mm-hmm. Every single scene has heart and character or new characters that are fleshed out really, really well. Even the supporting characters like Julie Andrews as the mum work really, really well as, mm-hmm. as as like side characters. You know, they're not there to... They're not dictating the plot, yeah. but they're, they're supporting and they're just perfect and what they need to be Mm. everyone plays their role in terms of the cast in terms of their music and like just the writing and how every single scene there's something that's smart that's been Mm. done in terms of like okay let's do a smart transition from this scene to this scene or let's um let's work the dialogue so that we can interchange them and, yeah. and build that tension in a unique way it's like you don't see that in movies like kung fu panda or no or like or like coco or something like that mm. like you just don't see this sort of wit anymore which is really sad and we can see in pixar as well they started off with the wit in movies like monsters inc and mm. then you know recent movies i mean luca how much wit did that have in terms Absolutely of its dialogue none bro right yeah it, it yeah like i said it's it's kind of a lost art i think um film studios are a lot more a lot more lenient towards making animated films for adults and you know at the start whereas um you know dreamworks is is still producing films um today um you don't really get mature jokes in how to train your dragon right. or um, I'm just trying to think of what and, the and like even that done. like it can still be enjoyed by like adults like it's still a good enough movie yeah, to be enjoyed yeah that's but, not to hate on the film yeah yeah but it's still 
it still lacks that sort of sort of smart smartness, you know? Yeah. I don't know how else to put it, you know? Yeah. It's like they really took their time and, and thought, how can we do this differently? How can we subvert expectations? But not in like a Ryan Johnson way, like I'm going to destroy <laughs> everything you love. In more of like a, okay, this is what you expect. Let's give you something different. Mm-hmm. And that's going to entertain you and that's going to get you through the movie. Yeah. I mean, every single scene is just fantastic. I mean... It's, I, it's flawless. It is. And, I really... And I, I, I kind of feel... Um, I think it's the best film we've done on the podcast. I mean, Empire Strikes Back. No, because even Empire Strikes Back, it it builds off a, a new hope. And without a new hope, mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back doesn't Fair work. Enough. And yeah. I think this works more as just like a standalone. Like you don't need to watch the first Shrek to... Uh-huh. Into, and even Empire Strikes Back, you can say like, oh... You know, sometimes cutting between the characters, like they're not together. Like it's um, like you can nitpick mm-hmm. parts of the the Empire Strikes but you Back. You can't nitpick anything if you're in really this. brave. But I have no idea how to start nitpicking yeah. this. It almost feels like unfair to give Shrek two an A plus rating. Right? Yeah, it, it's kind of like it doesn't deserve like an A plus. It should be it like, does, man. Like yeah, it does. It's flawless. We we've we've sat here for half one hour and a half. We've said nothing but good things about Shrek 2. And look, uh, we try it. We, we always try to yeah. be a I think we're fairly harsh in terms of our ratings. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and and when we give an A+, plus, a double A+, plus for that, this yeah. is the second time it's happened. Yeah. The last time was two episodes ago, I believe, mm. with um, Empire. Empire Strikes Back. So we don't do it often. And yeah. you know when we do do it, it, it's kind of like you have an obligation to watch this film. Yeah. For anyone who's listening right now, yeah. watch the film. Yeah. I, I beg you to go back and watch it because, Completely my God, great. is it good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, watch the first one as well because it is really good as well. But mm-hmm. watch the first one so you can watch this one because in terms of animated movies, it doesn't get much better. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just thinking about the Lego movie because... That's also another really yeah. good animated film. Right. Do you prefer the Lego movie or do you prefer this? Uh, it's an unfair question because I have so much nostalgia for this movie, mm-hmm. Shrek 2. Like, I remember going to the DVD rental store with yeah. my mum when I was probably like six or seven. Really young. And like renting this movie and having such a great time with it. Mm-hmm. And so I have the nostalgia. But then also Lego is very nostalgic because obviously I grew up playing with Lego and I stuff. I think everyone did, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I prefer this. Yeah. I feel like I, I have similar praises though. Like in the Lego movie, every single scene is entertaining. I think the dialogue is also really good in the Lego movie. Exactly. Right. But I don't know. I think the characters are stronger in this. Mm. Yeah. But then I I still think, I still think the Lego movie is pretty perfect. Yeah. Yeah. From my perspective. Did you give it an A plus or you did? Okay. Yeah. I've given quite a few A pluses this season. This is a good season, man. This is going to be hard to do our rewatch awards. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. All right. Well, I think we'll leave it there for today. Yep. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Rewatch Podcast. Um, if you would like to follow us on Instagram, you can do so at the Rewatch Pod. Every week now, before we record the episode, we are going to upload a story. Mm-hmm. It will have a question box in. Please get on, ask us a question. We will do it on the podcast. If you ask us a question, it is guaranteed. Yep. If we see it before we do the podcast, we will answer it. We're gonna do it. Um, so yeah, where can they follow us? At the Rewatch Pod on Instagram. 
um, if you'd like to search the, um, if you'd like to subscribe to the YouTube channel, just search the rewatch on YouTube. Any idea for next episode, Jaden? Oh, maybe make our way back towards um, another um, live action film. Um, yeah, we try nice. to spice it up with an animated film every now and then. So yeah. I'm not quite sure. Something live action. Yeah, I think we're in talks about doing Now You See Me, but yeah. who knows? Could be, could be. Yeah. Now we see it? Question mark. <laughs> now we see. <laughs> Thank you for listening and bye for now. See ya.